Welcome back to your best year starts here. And Nigel just told me that he's got a good one for this episode. I don't know what that means. Sometimes these good ones are really good. Sometimes I'm less sure. So what's the good one, Nigel? So I was just looking back on our history. I was thinking, you know, what have we accomplished and where have we got to with where we've come from? So you shared a little gem before we got going on these podcasts, which just made me smile um, because I was just saying, you know, it's amazing how clever you are at technology. And then you shared what you did at university, <laughs> which was a kind of bit of a throw at me. Uh, so what did you study at, at, at uh, university? I'm a computer science graduate. You're a computer science graduate? I am indeed. So I'd like you to ask me what I got from school. Um, what did you get from school? I got five E's. Okay. That's what I left school with five E's. I'm assuming you're talking about grades and not drugs. Well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> that never even crossed my mind, which just shows what you got up to when you were at university. Well, it, it has to be said, I had a, I had a job interview in my, oh, how old would I have been? 20, 26, 27, something like that. So not first job after uni, you know, second organisation for professional career, but I'd have more than one role in the in the first one. And I'm sat in this interview and the, the guy said, okay, so like your degree, like what grade did you get? You know, and to give an example, I mean, my son graduated this year and he got a 2-1 in um, games computing. So he's done like video games design and programming and stuff like that. He got a 2-1, right? And most people give an answer of like, I got a first or I got a 2-1 or I got a 2-2 or I got a third. And I answered this guy's question. I said, well, I passed. And he said, yeah, yeah I, I know you passed, but like what grade did you get? I said, no, I passed. And he kind of looked at me. I said, there is a grade called a pass. There's a first, there's a 2-1, there's a 2-2, two, two, there's a third, and then there's a pass. And I passed. And he said, wow. He said, um, most people are not so upfront about that. He said, is there a story to it? I said, yeah, I spent too much time trying to enjoy myself rather than studying. And he was, he was like, I've never, ever had anyone be so honest about their you know, their academic background as you've just been. And my view was like, well, what's the point of being anything else? You know, that's that's the truth of it. I did really well in my first year of university. I did really well in my third year of university. Unfortunately, the second year of my university, I didn't really pay enough attention to the fact I was at university. I spent more time, you know, partying and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's why you knew about five E's, did you? <sighs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but at this point, you're supposed to say to me, so what were my five E's? Go on then, what were your five E's? I, I love the fact you're telling me what my part of the conversation is in. <laughs> well, no, it, I mean, it was ironic. So I left school before I was 16 and I got religious knowledge, which I thought would be useful, and business studies. Okay. But the rest of mine were all E's. And that was expectations, execution, uh, expertise, en endurance, and evaluation. And, and when I look back, though... And I left school and I thanked Mr. Kalaguru because he taught me my business studies. And he was great. He said, what you need to learn are the five E's. And if you can get five E's well, your life will go well. And I thought, and I never thought about it for a long, long time. And then I, I looked at some old school photos. And for whatever reason, I saw something else that reminded me about what I'd learned. And if I go back 
or I go forward 42 years, which shows my age, have I really understood what I've learned? And I think I have, because when you know what your expectations are and what you want to achieve and what your dreams are, yep. there's a chance of success. Yep. But most of us don't dream well. You know, and I remember being at school when someone said to me, I, what, you shouldn't be dreaming in class. I said, well, I'm dreaming of my future. I don't want to dream at night. Now, I got kicked out of class. I just need to let you know, because it was a flippant reply. Mm -hmm. I think what I actually meant was, it's the only time I can afford to dream because these classes are so boring. <laughs> um, what I was really saying was, well, you know, when you see people daydream outside a window, they're just gazing. I realise I do a lot of daydreaming about what I want. And I don't, I mean, you may do. I don't want to know about your nightly activities. But I don't seem to dream much at night. But I do daydream quite a lot during the day. Mm -hmm. I also know that if you execute your journey and you plan your journey, there's a chance that we won't go into what we call procrastination mode, which we spoke about last week or the week before. Yep. So my execution of things that I want to achieve, and now that I've really honed in, has worked really well. Then I look at what expertise do I need? And obviously, you've been in a major part of making this podcast work, about getting my green screen to work and all the other technical stuff. And I have a couple of other speaker friends who are very clever in what they do. So I have a friend, Paul McGee, who is a brilliant writer. Uh, Jeff Ram has just written a brand new book, you know. Mm -hmm. So between us, we've written some good books and we su support each other. But you've got to know what works and how to work the Amazon rankings and, and all that stuff. But the real one for me is being about endurance because there are many times I've wanted to give up. Yep. And believe me, every five weeks when I think it's podcast day, you know, and I know you've got to travel a lot further and I'm thinking, can I be bothered to go through all this again? But I love doing them and I know from the feedback we get and the five-star ratings we get that it's great. But there are times at 8.30 in the morning, you know, this morning I'm walking the dog through mud that is literally up to my <laughs> knees thinking... I just like to get in a shower, get back into bed for a couple of hours. But that's not what makes success. What nope. makes success is having a plan and executing it. But the last bit, which is probably the most important, is listening to the evaluations that we get mm -hmm. and listening to the feed forward or the feedback. So I'd like everyone to come up with five letters they'd like to achieve from school. You know, if you've got five A's and you're articulate, accurate, I can't even think that many because I'm not that good at Scrabble. <laughs> but, you know, my five E's, I think, for my learning from school has got me to a reasonably nice place. I have two kids who are healthy, both got great partners. My father's just moved in round the corner. I'm so excited. My brother's just got married. My life's working quite well based on five E's from school. Yep. So when people say to me, what did you get from school? That's what I got. And I think it's given me a good, basic foundation and you know we've both done lots of housing conferences and letting agents and estate agents we know that if you build on strong foundations there's a good chance of success yep if you build on wet soggy sand then it all falls down yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting i mean if i think back to school um there are i think i think most people i speak to who are honest about their school days it tends to be like one maybe two standout teachers that we remember for some reason and we remember something from them and for me it'd be mr crosby mr crosby was my maths teacher at, at secondary alive? school i have no idea i honestly have no idea um i i would guess not based on the time that's passed and how old he was at the time but he, he may be i don't know but um but mr crosby was the teacher everyone was afraid of 
literally everyone was afraid of. Um, and he did it on purpose. And I, I found this out literally on my last day of school. So we had to go back and hand books in and all this kind of stuff. And when I went to see Mr. Crosby, I commented to him about, you know, what a brilliant teacher he'd been, but how for the first two years of being in his lessons, you know, I was kind of scared to be there. And he said, yeah, I don't like the younger kids. He said, the younger kids that come into school, he said, they don't want to pay any attention. They don't want to learn anything. He said, so I figured if they're scared of me, they'll pay attention and, and they'll learn and they'll do the things. And by the time they get through to like the last two years in school, then actually I can relate to them a lot more. He said, but when they first come in, they don't want to learn maths. They want to mess around and the, the subjects they're interested in are the new ones. You know, it's the carpentry, like back in those days, it was like carpentry or it was science or it was the, you know, it was the things that were exciting and maths wasn't the exciting subject. And he actually had a way of making maths interesting, but he had a way of getting you to pay attention, which was actually you were afraid not to at least in the beginning. But I learned so much, for want of a better description, discipline from him that I didn't necessarily get from other lessons. You know, I never messed around in his lessons, ever. He always had every single person in that room, in that room, and paying attention to what he was doing, you know? So maybe he'd learned, he'd, he'd, maybe I learned from him about being in the room. It's possible, it's possible. But, you know, he, he's one of my kind of standout things from, from school. Um... And I just, you know, I just remember him clearly and, and some of the things, he, some of the values he, he gave across that were nothing to do with being a maths teacher, I guess, you know. And I think we all walk away with, with some of this stuff and we've got the teachers that kind of built our self-esteem and some of us, myself included in this, have the teachers that damaged our self-esteem. You know, we have the teachers that the lessons we learned are negative. But actually, you know, and we've talked about this before, in every single one of those things, there, there's a lesson inside it where we can learn something positive about he's, ourselves. He's going to go back to his gift. He's I am. going back to his gift. I am. I am. If we look hard enough, there's something in there. And, you know, there, there, are, there are teachers from my school days that I resented for years. I really did. I had real issue with. And, you know, there's, there was a time probably up until maybe 10 years ago where if I'd seen him in the street, I'd have found it hard not to punch him in the face. You know, that's, that's what my feeling was around some of those people. Um, but I've, two things one I've let that go and I think all of us need to let go of things because the only person they impact is us and the other people aren't even aware of it but also I've, I've got a different level of understanding around some of those things by working on myself you know um, and so you know when I talk to people and they say oh school best time of your life or I talk to other people who are like I hated school well, either way round, like, what's the meaning you're giving to it now? What are you taking from it? You know, are you learning how not to show up for other people because of how people showed up for you? Or are you learning that actually, you know, you had such a great time in school. How do you recreate some of those things from that environment in your life now or for the people around you? You know, my two kids, one of them absolutely loves school. That's the younger one. She may change her mind at some point, but in the moment she loves school. My older child, you know, did not enjoy school at all. He just didn't, it was not his environment. You know, and I think that's the, I think we have to recognise these things and go, you know, where do we feel like we fit? What's the right type of environment for us? And then if you're a leader in any aspect of life, whether that's home, business, whatever, how do you create the type of environment that you think you would thrive in and that other people can? Well, brilliantly said and, and i agree with 99 percent of what you've just shared and at that point i need to i need you to continue talking because <laughs> the once. doorbell went because the doorbell went it's it's it, see this is what happens when you record a podcast on the fly live 
Um, sometimes there are interruptions and sometimes in life there are interruptions too. And after a brief Amazon in, uh, intermission there for a delivery coming to Nigel's door... Um, Which I'd like to say wasn't for me, but since I'm the only one in the house looking after a dog <laughs> and looking after a business, and that's what life throws at you. And interestingly, just on that point, there are many interruptions in your life. And when you have an interruption, you have a choice. You can either BMW, bitch, moan and whine, or stop what you're doing, answer the door, but be honest to your clients that something's going on. In the old days, I'd have been super embarrassed. I said, I can't, I can't believe this is happening. That's what happens when you work at home. But I was just going to share one last thing. Mr. Caligaroo, so I had a very nasty car accident in my last year of school. I missed my mocks and the three months leading up to my exams. I would like to say it would have made a difference to my results. I would like to say. It wouldn't have done, really, because I didn't really enjoy that bit. But I was the only person who didn't have a careers meeting. And when I came back to school, so I was off for four months. So I had my accident Friday, January the 13th. I went back to school the 1st of May, which is quite a long period to be yeah. off home. But he asked me what I really wanted to achieve, bearing in mind he's seen my results, predicted results. <laughs> and my predicted results weren't much better than I actually got in the end. And he said, I think you'd be better going into the workplace and I have a perfect job working for a clothing company where you could be a junior manager. Now, bearing in mind, I wasn't 16 at the time, but what I really loved was that somebody had faith in me based on an interview that I'd had with him before this time in my commerce studies. So this is the, re the, the, the shout out I would like you, is if you have a teacher who impacted your life I'd like you to give a shout out to them. If you get a chance to look them up on Facebook without stalking them too much, I'd like you to acknowledge them because some of the people in our past have taught us some massive lessons. Mr. Caligaroo is probably one of the most important people in my life who has given me bigger foundations to rock the world than virtually anyone else. I, My parents, obviously, but Mr. Caligaroo believed in me when nobody else did. I got the job working for this company and, and I remember going to see this guy just off Hamilton Terrace in Swiss Cottage. So if anybody knows, rather St. John's Wood, multi-millionaire and he gave me £20 for working for that day. So the job interview was a whole day. And my mother said to me, I want 10% because that's your housekeeping. And I was aghast that she wanted what's called housekeeping. <laughs> but it taught me an early lesson then. So what I'd like you to do before we finish this episode is to see if you can find one of your teachers, whether it's at Sunday classes, at your local church, synagogue, um, temple, thank them for giving you a starting point and just tell them what they mean to you. And if you can't find them, find someone in your life who's made a difference to you and thank them. And I look forward to seeing you next week with some great stuff. And as we come into 2021, have a fantastic week. Awesome. See you next week.